Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fufu and Pop. Um, it's just Nicole today, and that's because this year um, on our podcast, I would say season two, we are doing something different. So each month we are setting a theme, and for the month of January, we are focusing, of course, on new beginnings. Um, so new beginnings or change or disruption or anticipation, you know, we can look at new beginnings in this way. Um, I feel that when it's a good change that's about to happen, the feelings associated are usually good and we're feeling excited and maybe anxious, but you know, overall we're motivated and we're inspired. But sometimes, of course, new beginnings can also be associated with like a sudden change and dealing with the new normal in your life. And so, for example, you know, COVID has really shown us that being pushed out of our comfort zone, we've been pushed out of our comfort zone and really having to take things head on and like a day at a time. Um, and the changes obviously seem to be different from day to day. So uh, today, you know, with this theme of new beginnings, what I wanted to do was just share a story, a personal story about a new beginning for me. Um, and it's really hard to be this vulnerable about a topic that is so personal, but uh, in a way, it's actually quite therapeutic to just talk into a microphone um, about something that I probably really should have addressed personally um, a, a few years ago. So. A few years ago, I did lose my mother. Unfortunately, she died of lung cancer. And, you know, the diagnosis was sudden and it was surprising and it was really gut-wrenching. And, you know, you always hear someone else having cancer. Like it could be a friend's parent or uh, like it could be within your family, but not like your immediate family and um, or like a neighbor or something like that. And when you do, you know, obviously you really feel for them. But when it is your own parent or somebody that is like in your immediate family, um, I know that I was just like overwhelmed with emotions. And I remember finding out that like this sinus headache, which is what initially um, sparked all this, was in fact um, f advanced stage four lung cancer. And I just remember asking myself, like, how the hell does that happen? And then I and I asked the oncologist, like, how is it stage four already, you know? And the next stage is stage five or it, it's it's the end. Like, there's no cure at this point. So I just remember sitting in the hospital room with my mother. And her next question was, you know, how long do I have to live? To which they responded six months max. And I thought to myself again, like, how is this real? A month before my mother was normal and living life. She was a very vibrant person inside and out. And she was only in her early 60s. So um, she just, she loved dancing and she loved singing. She really loved karaoke. She was uh, a really great painter. Uh, you know, she was an artiste like her father and she loved tennis, she loved sports. Uh, what I remember most about her is just like her infectious laugh and she loved laughing. So she really loved stand-up comedy, Eddie Murphy especially. <laughs> um, but it was just so scary to think that like from one day to the next things can really change so dramatically and and like how can this all be over in six months is what i was thinking 
at the time um but the truth of the matter was is that my mom was sick for quite some time and like the symptoms of lung of lung cancer it's hard to really obviously tell that you have cancer because the symptoms are very similar to like a flu or a really bad cold so you know a cough or congestion and um, I mean obviously this was to a point where she was really debilitated it was really hard for her to do anything so it was much more severe symptoms but that really is the scary thing about lung cancer specifically um, and I remember this because I was just like I became obsessed with researching lung cancer and cancer in general because I was just trying every trying to find every which way to help my mother overcome this because you're in denial you know even if the doctor says that you have six months you kind of are in denial about that I know I was but you know it was a reality that we all had to face my whole family my brothers and I and it was sudden it was without warning and it was immediate and um, you know, fortunately, my mother did live past six months. Um, she made it to a full year from the date that she was diagnosed. And I can tell you that I've never appreciated the essence of time so much until being able to cherish that additional six months um, with her. You know, we felt we even felt at one point that perhaps they were mistaken about her prognosis and that um, you know that she was going to live much longer but as time went by you know she obviously got worse and she lost her ability to talk and her ability to eat properly um, she really just wasn't there anymore mentally either and in my mother's dying days you know she lived with me we chose not to put her in hospice care because we wanted to always be there with her and like just the idea of her um, feeling lonely or alone at any point I just couldn't you know stomach for even a second so anyways we had a hospital bed set up in my place and we provided her with as much comfort as possible and on her final day i was by her side um you know i was by her side and i was looking at her and i was talking to her even though she couldn't hear me i was you know rubbing her smooth skin and like right in front of me she took her last breath and when people talk about um or you read about it. I mean, I remember reading the stages of cancer when people are in their the, their last days. And it says that they will take just one big last breath. And I saw it coming and she did. And so I was I was obviously really sad, but I was very blessed and fortunate to be able to be right by her side when she took her last breath. And you know, for a long time what happened after that day really was a blur you know i felt it felt really surreal and i just remember the rest of my family coming over before the funeral home um, associates came to wheel her away um, i just remember that once they closed the door and they took her i just fell to the floor out of breath like for all these those months and weeks that i was um helping and taking care of my mother i was just running on adrenaline and necessity and I had to, you know, I just felt in my mind that I had to be there for her. So when she was no longer um, in my sight, you know, I just, I blacked out for a second and I, I, I pretty much almost fainted and I broke down in tears. But all this to say, like I'm sharing this story with you because this experience, it really catapulted me into change. Like I had no choice but to begin without, um, you know to begin anew without my mother and like my best friend 
she really was the closest person um, in my life. I had such a close relationship with my mother and she really was the best person I've ever known. And so for me, grief was my new beginning, like going, grieving and going through this new phase um, that I've obviously never experienced at, at, at this age or that magnitude um, was a new beginning for me. And so um, even though it's been a few years since my mother has passed, you know, it, it still feels like I have this hole in my heart. And the feeling of loss, I would say, it does soften, if that makes any sense. And it may for other people too who may be experiencing this. You may understand when I say, oh, it's softened or it, it just doesn't feel as um, imminent as it used to and as you're going through it. And maybe for some it doesn't because I do know other people where loss is so detrimental to their lives, you know, that they really feel that they can't go on. But grief was my new beginning for you for a few years. Like it just felt like I wasn't um, every year that passed by that passed that my mother had had been gone. It just felt like I was like trying to start over every time. And I think that will always be. But each year it obviously gets a little bit easier. And I honestly went through the textbook definition of the stages of grief. So, you know, denial. I was really angry, I was, it was the bargaining, I went through a depression, and then finally an acceptance. And I think that after a few years, I finally am at the acceptance stage, you know, but it took a while, it took a few years, and it was really hard to succumb to the idea that my mother wouldn't see me as a mother, because not long after she passed, I became a mother myself. And I have a young son, um, you know, that I have to accept that she'll never meet. And that was really hard. But I've learned that during this time of healing and acceptance that it is okay to admit it's hard. Like, I really feel that Western society has us believing that we need to just wrap it up, you know, and that, like grieving is a week long you know and then you got to go back to work and I really felt that for me personally when I was taking the time off so um, I had two weeks that was paid kind of thing and I remember going to work after those two weeks and I just closed my door like I could barely look at people I wasn't really eating I would just work and cry and cry and work and it was just really hard but I did let myself feel miserable and sad. I just let myself be. You know, some days were better than others. And I did have friends and family who were there for me. Um, I was living alone at the time. And like I said, you know, my mother died in the place that I was living. So it was it was a weird feeling. Like I was, I felt super blessed to have her spiritual presence with me but at the same time I was a little freaked out and I was scared. And I just remember my brothers would take turns um, sleeping over so that I didn't feel alone and I wasn't in a relationship at that time so you know if you're wondering perhaps like where was my father you know unfortunately my father passed away too when I was a little girl so this idea of not having either of my parents with me anymore at such crucial points in my life was really harrowing and it was just really hard to deal with like sometimes I wonder like how the heck did I get through it but you know here I am I prevailed and I'm and I lived through it and of course I think about my parents on a daily basis and what life would have been like together um, and you know with all the grandkids and everything like that but I have accepted this as my reality and like dealing with grief is a process you know it comes in waves and it's one that does really require focusing on like new beginnings 
Um, and I say that because, like I mentioned before, every day really feels different. You can really have an amazing week of not feeling really sad and then it hits you. Maybe it's a memory, it's a song, maybe you see another family and you really just wish that your parents could be there and they're not. And so it just really does come in waves and it's a process. So in for me personally, I felt like it required this mindset that you just need to keep going. And when it seems unfair or disheartening, I just had to learn to really celebrate the living and not dwell so much on my loss to the point that it caused disruption in my own life. Um, and I've thought about this word disruption, like disruption, it seems really harsh and maybe like a negative connotation to it. But I mean it in the sense that like it becomes the loss becomes such an obstacle in your life that you're not able to do the things that you love or the things that are required of you like of course some people get to the point with depression where um, you don't want to get out of bed you don't shower you don't talk to your family and it was getting like that for me i just remember my friends were knocking on my door um when i lived downtown and i just was not answering and I and they I they could hear me I could hear them and I just I didn't want to see anybody and for me that became a problem because I like being around people despite being an introvert um, I do like to have a social life and I just felt like it was really becoming such an obstacle but in the thick of my grief it just it felt like every day was just dark and night and I saw no light at the end of the tunnel and I wanted to just be alone like I said and in my thoughts with my stained cheeks I drank lots of wine um, to just sleep and forget and then just one day I didn't one day I just felt I don't want this um, feeling anymore I don't want to feel like sorry for myself and again like it sounds a little harsh but I don't I had a reason to live I still had my brothers I had friends I had a job and there was a lot of things to be grateful for and furthermore like my mother would never want that from me to feel that way but um I did find like in saying to myself okay I'd like to start fresh like I'm gonna start fresh today six months later six or seven months later is when I felt that motivation um, and I boldly registered for a Nike 15k and it was so crazy and it was and I, as much as it was like really hard to do it was something that I feel really pushed me in outside again of my comfort zone and um, launched me into this really beautiful healing process that I'm so grateful for today and I just felt it gave me something to give give me hope and motivated me to do better for myself and my health and my heart and my sanity and so with grief, I think like there's no formula on how to, how to overcome grief. There's no magic wand to wipe the pain away. All there really is is time. And, you know, time really does heal as cliche as that sounds. It really does heal. And so here I am, you know, years later, starting a new year without my mother, without my father. Um, but each year that passes by and I think I, I think of the goals that I've accomplished, then just the, my accolades and my achievements, my son, my family, I just know that my parents are and would be very proud of me. And especially my mother, like I said, she would not want me to sit in this sadness and sorrow. You know, rather she would want me to live my life to the fullest, to the absolute fullest. And so my new beginning each year is really to make my parents proud of all that I've become. Um, and that in itself is a reason for me to keep going and to keep motivated. 
so um so yeah i mean that's really my story on new beginnings i just feel like with new beginnings especially in the month of january we're so hard on ourselves to set these goals that sometimes are really unrealistic but um i don't think there's anything wrong with actually setting a time frame or anything like that but as i've experienced something a long process like grief i've realized in every other aspect of my life that like i will you know metaphorically make these this time frame or set a goal according to when i'd like to achieve it in pencil because life happens and you just sometimes have to erase that and extend your deadline um because like i said you know time really is i would say the biggest factor in, in helping you get through um, something whether it is a positive change in your life like you know losing that 10 pounds or if it is a health related issue or if it's something like grief so thank you for sharing your time with me today as I shared my personal story I really hope you enjoyed it and thank you so much for listening <music>